everybody for the first time in 2023. Cue the rock flute. We have our very first course preview of the year for the Bali Hope Swim Run in Indonesia in late September. Strap in and hear all about it. Plus some rock flute. The Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. I'm Chip. And I'm Chris. And this is episode 167 of the show. We've got something special for everyone this week. We are sharing a course preview for the Bali Hope Swim Run that's taking place from September 27th to September 30th in Indonesia. And if you're like us and thought you had us at Bali, then you're going to love our conversation with race founder, race director, Tom Hickman. Coming up soon. But first, training update. So training's starting to ramp up. Chris is officially cleared. Well, he's been cleared to start thinking about swimming again. Yes. We're, we're, very, we're both very excited <laughs> for him. Uh, we also recently made a, a pact after a particularly wet and wild training trail run on Sunday that our weekend long runs would be hashtag swim run trainings would be one, non, no, non-negotiable, and two, they're going to take place rain or sign hashtag no dog in it. Yeah, I, ha- I got this idea. Good, uh... So so yeah, so last Sunday we had a pretty, oh, I would say like incredibly wet. I mean, it was dumping sloppy. from getting out of the car. Yeah, yeah, the whole time. The it whole was raining time. the whole time. Yeah, and I was, I was messaging you that night. It's like, you know what? That's probably really good for us and we should just make a pact right now that just doesn't matter the conditions yeah. for the Sunday long run or swim practice. They're just, unless it's like, you know, physical danger yeah i mean we don't want to be in danger but absent that that's a pretty high bar going for it yeah i'm i'm into it i'm into it and it i it it embodies the the swim run spirit which is why i think it's good for us yeah now on to this week's shout out yeah so this week we're shouting out our newest patron on patreon daniel kernel we really really appreciate your support thank you Speaking of Patreon, we recently hosted our first Patreon meetup of the year and we had a great time chatting with everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Mm-hmm. Definitely got us super energized to keep putting out some run content for everyone. We were talking about that after as well. It's like I just got super pumped up to to do to do um you know, just, just get keep, out there. Just keep See putting people again. out there. Yeah. 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 And Dave, make sure you're keeping your fingers pointed towards the bottom of the pool during your pool phase. Flip turn. <laughs> we have a bonus shout out. To, for Mark Stetler. About a month ago, we gave a shout out to the country of Switzerland for making it into the top 10 in terms of downloads. Well, Mark reached out to let us know that he was likely personally responsible for this <laughs> since he downloaded our entire back catalog of episodes so that he could binge listen to the show. Wow. So strong work and bless you. I mean, yes. you know. Thanks for pumping the numbers, Mark. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate it. Uh, nice work. Uh, so that with that pits the U.S. at one, then I think we're I think it's, the U.K. I think or it's Sweden. Sweden, Sweden right has taken now. over two. UK. U.K. and then Switzerland. Well, France. Oh, France. Canada. Oh boy. Switzerland's number ten. No offense, Switzerland. Oh, sorry, Switzerland. You're I was. Your way up. Yeah, but they're number ten. You're coming up on France, who's in nine. Yeah. So all it's going to take is one more person like Mark to download the entire back catalog, <laughs> and Switzerland can overtake France in terms of listenership, <laughs> if that's important to the listeners. Yeah. Now on to 
Wisdom Nugget of the Week. This one comes from Robert Persig. The only Zen that you find on the top of mountains is the Zen you bring up there. We yeah. ran to a top of a mountain we did. on Sunday. We did. I think what, what this quote is really getting at, and this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately, is just like, hey, you think you're going to achieve this goal and that's where you're going to find clarity, happiness, mm-hmm. achievement, all that stuff? No, man. <laughs> it's a moving <laughs> you got it target. You got it moving all wrong. target. If you think you're going to find happiness, you better bring it with you because it's just not going to miraculously appear when you hit that finish line. So I like that. enjoy the journey. Yeah, it's the same thing. I feel like how... Um, our our training has shifted over, over the past few years to kind of bring it to like a, a tactical real it's like we're we're embracing the journey of the training to get us to our races like that's that's part of the fun yeah and if you if you approach it with that manner I think it'll uh you know it'll help everything feels like yeah but anywho strap in folks we got a chalked full segment of feats of endurance this week oh yeah take it away chipper (laughs) well since we haven't had this segment in several weeks so we have a list of recognitions to give out and this is in no particular order big ups to marion fendler for running her first marathon part of the p b and banana squad up in petaluma woo woo why do be the mestero twins for racing the transcape swim run in australia just uh Keep that note in your head. Yeah. You might hear more about that yeah. later. Let's stick a pin in that one. Stick a, let's uh, <laughs> double click on that later. Roxy Visser for swimming 11,000 yards in Rot's Nest Island in Perth, which is in Western Australia. Way to be. That is probably summertime for you. So that was probably a nice, pleasurable thing. Yeah. So that island, you can kind of see it from the, oh. from the city of Perth and I mean, it's it's a it's a long it's a long swim for all the coffee heads out there. That's where the flat white originated. I believe was in, <laughs> was in Australia, and with the shoe in win, Bronwyn and Greg Dirksen, aka the Boston Wet Sox, for posting multiple workouts in Puerto Rico, which is an automatic victory for feats of endurance. That's true, I think they knew it. Bronwyn won best title if there was an additional <laughs> one to get. So way to go on that. Hopefully, got a good tan in Puerto Rico. And Derek Rosner for posting more workouts from Puerto Rico. This is his, he's claimed multiple Puerto Rico auto. Yeah. As he should. Hey, you know what? When you live in the East Coast, it's really easy to get Puerto Rico. I'm glad he's taking advantage of it. Derek, incidentally, is doing. I saw he went down there with the uh, fam. Yeah. And he's he's training for UTMB. Wow. Yeah. That's a sporty. Him and his son, Jet. I, I hope we see them again at Casco Bay. Always love running into the Rosners there. Definitely. Definitely. Now, you're wondering, where are you guys finding all this stuff? Well, all these cool people are in the Low Tide Boy Strava Club with tons of other swim runners. We're over 500 now as they're training for life stuff, being a, being a parent, being a, being a dog, dog dad, plant mom, whatever it is, you can train for it on Strava, join the club, get kudos, and maybe get a shout out. Now, over to the news desk for this week in Swim Run. All right, now for the news. We will keep this edition short because we have a great course preview coming up. So we want to get right to that. But we have a couple of new race announcements from the past few weeks. 
Monaco Swim Run, with a little tip of the hat for the Devil Umlaut over the mm-hmm. O's, they recently launched and they plan on hosting their first race in the Principality of Monaco in 2024. Wow. That's very exciting. Nice. Swim Run Whistler also recently announced their inaugural Swim Run, which is scheduled for July 16th in British Columbia, Canada. Registration is open now. And also, yay, more Swim Runs in the Western Hemisphere. Go Americas. <laughs> Let's do this. Over in the Canary Islands, the, Simra- the Swim Run Series Canarias has open registration for their Tenerife Swim Run on May 6th and their Grand Canaria Swim Run on June 10th. Both these races look spectacular. So if only we lived in Europe <laughs> and or had unlimited sources of income, our bucket list would be much shorter than what it is. We could start making, like, chipping away at it. Start chipping <laughs> away at it. It's good. It's going to take us like a lifetime to chip yeah. away at this rate. Anyway, that's it for this week. Reach out to us if there's any swim run news you'd like for us to share on the show. Yes. Now for a little show business. So we have a few new upcoming YouTube videos coming out. They're right now in the editing bay. We have our editor, a.k.a. us, <laughs> locked in the editing bay, editing away feverishly to get these out on our YouTube channel. So one Smash the subscribe button. Make sure you're subscribed over there. These videos are Swim Run 101 training. So a little bit of a recap of our, our recent podcast. We've been getting a lot of great reception about how that podcast has been. So we're, we're putting a video out there to, to hit on YouTube. And then it's the time of year. Everyone's getting their gear set up, fiddling mm-hmm. with things, figuring things out. So we're going to drop a simple mount pool buoy setup. So how to make it, one. Spoiler, it's really simple. Yes. Hence the name. And then how to use it, how to get it mounted after the race and get it on your back. So if you're just starting out, these videos will be really helpful for you. Or if you're like me, I'm switching my mount to the simple mount this year. I'm really excited for that. So smash that subscribe button and see those later on this week. Now, with no further ado, let's jump into our course preview of the Bali Hope Swim Run with race director Tom Hickman. Yeah, so the Bali Hope Swim Run is a unique event, a very unique event taking mm-hmm. place on the island of Lebonyan in Bali. This small event is big on its community impact and reverence for the beauty of the region. It's also Southeast Asia's original swim run, which Tom is claiming you know. it. We're claiming it too. We don't know if you know the other <laughs> swim run in Indonesia. But it was great to chat with Tom to get the origin story for this race, as well as get an overview of the race weekend the course and the charitable impact that it makes. It is so cool that events like these exist and we encourage everyone to check out the Bali Hopes from our website and consider adding this race to your bucket list. Obviously, you know. Yeah. And uh, upgrade options available for the... Yes. You want a villa? uh, No problem. Yeah, villas or yurts or whatever they're in. But uh, if you want to bring the family, we heard it's a great... Yeah, and it's a multi-day experience. You go into the bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Swim run bubble. The Bali bubble. Bali bubble. Yeah, but this is a great course preview. It's a little bit different than the ones we've done in the past. This is essentially interview format where Tom wasn't in Bali. He was in the UK on holiday. So that worked out really great for us from a time zone perspective. But yeah, this was an awesome conversation. And and I just love seeing Chipper, you know, how how people find ways to to make swim runs work and just get inspired and they try to put an awesome course. And spoiler alert, the first Bali Hope swim run won Annika Erickson, multiple world champion, She's yeah. like, I'm going to go check it out. She did. She had a great time. Nice. Nice. I can't wait to hear more. I'm going to keep listening. <laughs> Why don't you join me Sounds as good. we jump into the interview with Tom Hickman? 
the Bali Hope Swim Run Course Preview. Very excited about this episode. Joining us is the founder of Bali Hope Swim Run, Tom Hickman. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Great to be here. I've been been enjoying your Instagram feed for a long time. It's been keeping me smiling. So um, great to meet you. Mission person. accomplished. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. So so we love how this interview even came to happen. Um, again, following each other on Instagram. You you posted something to me like, oh, that's so funny or, or something on a post. And I was like, hey, would you like to come on the show? And you're based in Bali, but you happen to be in the UK for a while. So I was like, perfect. Time zones, we can work with this. We can make it happen. So we're so happy that you're here. And what we'd like to do, um, we're going to do kind of a course preview on the Bali Hope Swim Run. But why don't you tell us a little bit on how, when you kind of came up with the idea to put on this race and kind of what did the early years look like for, for this event? Yeah, sure. So... I, I moved to Bali in 2014 and um, I went for a two-month holiday and ended up staying like a lot of people. It's a bit of a bit of a cliche now, um, but it was there pretty much full-time from 2014. Wow. Um, and in 2017, I had a, a kind of crazy moment and decided to try and run across the island, which is a double marathon. So I attempted that in 2017 and then started a ultra marathon on the island, um, which has been going since 2018. And... I got a bit high on organizing events and I think I listened to a Rich Roll podcast, heard about him doing a Otillo and went, hang on, there's no swim run in Bali. And then these two beautiful islands just, just off Bali, um, about half an hour by boat called Lumbongan and Chenningen. Looked at the map and thought, hang on, it's got all the facets of a, of a great course. And, um, and the Bali Hope Ultra raises money to put kids, local kids there through school. So, um, all our events have an impact element, and um, nice. Bali has a big problem with plastic pollution, especially these two small islands. So I'd read that the island had a community recycling centre, so I thought let's bring a swim-run community together to to bring swim-run to Southeast Asia and uh, help fund this uh, community project in, in the process. So, yeah, I kind of cobbled it together. It was It's always weird doing the event for the first time, um, and uh, but yeah, it happened in 2018 again in 2019. Um, bit of a pause for for COVID, yeah. and then um, it's back after nearly a four year break in September. So really excited to be bringing it back. Um, and yeah, it's a four day it's a four day event, so everybody gets to come together for oh, awesome. a few days, see, see the impact they're making, and then uh, the race is on on day three of um, yeah September 28th. So so yes, it's uh, it's been great. It's been it's been quite a lot of work putting it together, but um, always attracts the best people. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Well, we're biased, so, but we think swim runners are the best people. Yeah, we are a little biased, though, Chris. <laughs> it is good to recognize that. But uh, <laughs> how was? Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's definitely for people who are willing to try something new and just maybe don't take <laughs> themselves so seriously. I don't know. It's it's funky sports. We've been super lucky with who we've attracted. So, yeah how how was the turnout in that in that first event? I know probably sometimes it, it feels like I could have one person show up or or a hundred. 
Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> so I managed to get 10 teams together year year one. Nice. Um, but we were super blessed to have um, a couple of, of Otillo or Otillo, if that's better pronunciation, um, world champions coming. So, wow. yeah, we had we had them and we had uh, um, former Indonesian Olympian, uh, an, an Indonesian supermodel, some just brilliant triathletes and then total newcomers. So we had, a, as always, we had a massive range from elite to literally some guy who hadn't run much more than 5k before he started training so that's kind of the barley hope vibe it's it's um everyone's welcome lots of different levels everyone has a good good party afterwards um so yeah that's pretty small i mean super small event and um hoping to grow each year but it just takes time to get get traction get get word of mouth and and um share the story of what you're doing so this year we're aiming for 25 teams of two. Um, again, pretty small. A lot of Aussies, some Americans, some Brits, sure. Indonesians. Um, nice. So, yeah, yeah. I, I like how you do the the four day event. Um, they they do this for for Atala as well. They call it the bubble. You kind of you you get into the bubble that your first day there, and then you're hanging out with all the same people, and then at the end of the thing. Everyone goes their own separate ways, but for that time when you're together, Chris and I really notice the like the bonding and the shared experience is is just unmatched uh, for any other sort of endurance event that that we've ever been to. Yeah, it's like hundred percent, hundred percent. We I get accused of having started a cult sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> the, fr- the friendships, especially on the ultramath, and the uh, we do. Um, about 30 people that yeah the friendships that have formed actually we're just waiting for the first barley hope baby we've had a couple oh, of wow. barley hope relationships we're just wait, waiting for the first first uh child to arrive through the friendships that we made but no you totally agree it's special isn't it it's um i think um yeah it's it's the shared experience isn't it it's the it's the um shared adversity and and um special and that's yeah i think that's what that's what i think a lot of people outside of the bubble or the cults or whatever <laughs> don't really they just think oh it's just a race but obviously it's much more and mm. um i guess the community you've built is is testament to that as well isn't it just the friendships you make and, yeah totally i i really like the 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 green aspect of it with with the cleanup i mean that's something that uh, that Attila has has also done as as part of their races as well a few days before the race, they'll have a kind of a beach cleanup where everyone will go through and, and pick up the trash, uh, which is a very lightweight version of probably what's needed um, down down in Bali. So t- t- yeah, walk yeah, us through exactly. a little bit ab- about that, the environmental aspect of it as well, please. Yeah, so, you know, I think in, you know, Indonesia is a massive place um, and super fast growing economy, but they just don't have the infrastructure. They don't have a, a legacy of, you know, public investment in in um, waste disposal, recycling. And so a lot of the projects that, that tackle that are from the grassroots. They're just communities who come together and go, right, let's, we need to <clears throat> find a way to, you know, protect resources and recycle things and, and clean up the mess. And, and um, Lumbongan is the perfect example because it's a population of probably three, 4,000 people, um, but then tens of thousands of tourists come. And, that you know, 
25 years ago, the, the main sources of income on the island were basically fish, uh, fishing, seaweed farming, and more rec- and a bit further back than that was basically piracy. It was known as kind of Pirates Island. Um, and then the island next to it, which is called Panida, used to be a penal colony. Um, they used to put all the prisoners on there because they knew once they're on there, they couldn't escape. So it's got a really fascinating history. Um, and it's still, in some ways, quite a wild place. Um, which I guess is perfect for swim run, which is kind of a, you know, kind of a wild sport in the sense that it's just, it just evolved and it's very much connected to nature. So, um, yeah, we just, you know, we, we raised maybe $30,000, $40,000 for this community project, recycling project and some education projects wow. and goes a hell of a long way on, on, a, on an island where, you know, the average income is probably, you know, a couple of thousand a year can really, wow. really help. So, We've just seen that, and we've seen the impact grow over the last, you know, few years. So it's just cool to be able to connect to that. And um, obviously, as a tourist or an expat, you <clears throat> you come into that context with loads of privilege. You're, you know, you're a, you've got a different set of resources, different set of assets, and um, it's cool to do some. I guess it is, you know, it's a bit of tourism in a way, but to really leave leave a legacy and just connect to the community on a different level. Um, connect to the land and the water and the environment on a different level um so yeah it's called cool. it's grassroots and um kind of human scale we will we, 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 body hate's always been about kind of human scale races in terms of the size of the group and, and what we're doing so um the impact's pretty pretty kind of simple in a way and understandable which i yeah. like you yeah. can literally we visit the recycling center to see where the fundraising's gone we visit the schools we've helped so we do that on day two of the event in the morning um a couple of hours just doing that and then um the afternoon of day two is just kind of race sort of rest and, and relax get to know the islands and then the race is on day three so um it's a big part and then we do a bit of a beach cleanup on the on the on the morning after the race everyone's a bit worse for wear after the party but, but it's, okay. it's kind of it's a good kind of moment to reflect on uh, what they've achieved, what we've achieved, and and just tell some war stories. And, and that's um, the best part. Yeah. Everyone, everyone sharing their war stories about what 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 adversity they had or what went well for them, and then everyone's sharing their their uh, their uh, outlook as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and. Um, yeah. So yeah. So um, you know, we're we're just excited to bring it back, and I think everybody, especially post pandemic and and the lack of events for a couple of years, it's just re- I think people savor even more the connection and the chance to chance to race and do something cool. Yeah. So definitely, um, definitely for me as an organizer, it's just that's the it's that's you know you, you put a, quite a lot of graft in and graft in with your laptop and the old marketing and the Instagram and stuff, and then when you see everybody come together, that's really the, the juice of it. So, um, yeah, can't wait. Um, and yeah, no, it's been, it's been a fun journey towards it. And it's, and then I guess like any event, it's just trying to evolve it and make it better and make the course more challenging. I think the first year we did it, we had the Otillo guys come over. I was like, hang on, I've never organized a swim run before. We've got the kind of world experts on it. And it was a little bit intimidating, um, they were the nice. I could see that making the race a bit more challenging, longer. Um, we start the race from a from a catamaran. We take everybody about 
oh, three nice. four hundred meters out to sea and and start from a boat, which is quite funky. Yeah, I mean that's always great. There aren't that many races that uh, that are swim runs that actually start with a swim. Yeah. So uh, it's a you know long running joke. It should really have been called a run swim in the sport. <laughs> you start with a run. Um, but yeah, let's yeah. let's talk about let's talk about the course because you know as you mentioned. Indonesia is a huge place, 17,000 islands, something like that. Um, so clearly, it seems like the world's your oyster yeah, down there. <laughs> possibilities are limitless. But let's talk about this race and just kind of can you give us a flavor? Um, you know, we know it's like about 20K of running and about 3K of swimming. Um, Correct. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just, just give us a little overview of what the course looks like. Yeah. So as I said, we start from a boat. Um, which are, is very kindly loaned to us by a diving school, uh, diving school world, world Diving. Um, they, every year giving us the boat, it's very kind of them. So it starts from a boat and then um, the water's not very deep. Um, it's probably deepest two, a bit over two metres. So no one's feeling okay. like, wow, I'm, I'm way out offshore. So um, 400 metres swim in and then running up a beach onto the main island, which is... Bongen, and then there's a the longest run is the first run leg and it's basically a run around the perimeter of the island mm-hmm. to a lagoon which is a lagoon separates um Lumbongan island from chenningen island and then it's uh, about a four or five hundred meter swim across that lagoon diagonally onto chenningen um and then there's another run about a couple of kilometers and then a small loop looped swim off chenningen um, and then a, a run loop of Chenigan about 5k and then back across the lagoon. And then we use that lagoon for basically four swims, um, to build up the, di- build up the swim distance. Um, and then another loop around Chenigan and then back onto Lumbongan and, and, and then the, and then a kind of 3k run to the finish. So it's definitely a, you know, for me, I wouldn't see it as a sprint, but for the elite guys, they see it as a sprint a sprint version of a swim run um the winners might come in in two two and a half hours nice um you know in the middle it's probably three and a half and then the beginners maybe maybe hit four hours so they're out they're out it's a good day still yeah it's um yeah and it's pretty i guess the main the main kind of conditions element two one is it's pretty hot um gets up to probably high 20s celsius and um, it's pretty hot out there, uh, running wise. Um, the water, the water temperature is pretty good. It's a little bit tidal, so we have to. We there's a, probably only one one day every six weeks where you can actually do the race where the tides are right. So we have to be really careful in in choosing the date of the run. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's based, the, the running's on road, nearly exclusively on road. Um, and as some, it's probably ten percent is is track. Um, and again, yeah, most of the swimming's you know within a, within a depth of no deeper than two meters, and has to a bit of swimming through past some seaweed farms, which is fun, and uh, no sharks, which I just <laughs> put that out there. There you go. Um, <laughs> oh, and, you always, it's a good you know no sharks. It's it's great for marketing. <laughs> You know, exactly. no sharks and warm weather <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah it's a funky course i mean it's 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 interesting designing a swim run when you when you're not an expert and when there's quite tricky tide movements and the water depths really vary so 
yeah, it took a while to, to kind of time, time to design the route and time the route with the tides. Um, it was a kind of like a bit of 3D chess, but <laughs> we're pretty happy, pretty happy with that what does, we got. And, that does seem like the added bit of complexity there with the with the tides, especially at such a six week. Uh, you got to really have your your moon uh, your moon phases dialed in. I guess exactly, exactly. I've been been all on the magicseaweed.com website. <laughs> <laughs> God, I've got a premium subscription to that. So. Nice, I love it. Keep, keep I love it. it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I think it's interesting, Tom. You're mentioning sort of designing a swim run course because I think you know most race directors. Let's you know you've done ultra races and things like that. Once you add the element of being able to just hit a body of water and swim across it, it really just opens up yeah. all these possibilities as to well as to what's possible in terms of, of racing and what type of experience you want to you want to give people um when you were designing the course uh were you sort of having that experience just like oh man yeah let's just swim to the penal colony and like run around there <laughs> swim back like it seems totally doable yeah this it's really interesting because it's um so you got Lombongan and Chenningen really close to each other and then you've got about a You've got about a kilometre, maybe 500 metres to the penal colony, which is a much bigger island oh, called gotcha. Nusa mm. Penida. And the current, the that stretch of water is really, really dangerous. Um, and so I was immediately was obvious that we couldn't use that stretch of water. But, but um, yeah, that's the thing. That there's so many possibilities of how you could design it. Um, and, and that can be quite confusing at first because, you, you know, you... you um, to narrow it down get the distances mm-hmm. in and get the timings right and 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 it's yeah it was kind of a challenging process but but there were obviously some there was kind of some parameters put in by nature and um and then the other thing that's quite quite fun is always in bali they have so many ceremonies there's always you know they celebrate the full moon the, the, mm-hmm. the, uh-huh. the black moon and there's so many Ceremonies. The last race we had, the runners were running past um, big Balinese processions and 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 running past temples that were being used for, for ceremonies. And um, you do get you get a really unique aspect in in terms of that. And 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 so it is very much a kind of Balinese experience as mm-hmm. well as run. Um, obviously, you're running through the communities, and some guy was commenting that he was running past. You know, a couple of cows being pulled down the road. So, yeah, there's definitely some unique aspects, and and um, and I think we and we definitely get some funny looks from the locals, like what what are these guys doing on our? You know, kind of it's not what they're used to. So um, we're used to those looks, though. Yeah, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're used definitely to used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I yeah. think I think that's really great. I mean. From my, I've never been to Bali, but my understanding is that the culture and the people are just super welcoming and and just like a great atmosphere. Um, so I'm assuming just like the, you know, like the cultural experience of going down there to do a race or just a vacation um, should should be a draw for people because it's just it's just such a unique place to to go and visit. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, Bali's a Bali is a really fascinating place with so many different aspects to it. Obviously some of it has been over touristed and it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you, you could be in Cancun, you could be in, mm-hmm. um, you know, any other big kind of overdeveloped tourist area, but, 
but but ninety percent of the island is is still pretty untouched. And 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 Lumbongan and Cheningen are, you know, there's some tourism there, but but generally it's really, um, yeah, it's a beautiful place, and, and the culture is really vibrant, and you, you don't really feel like a tourist there so much. It's much more um, much more undeveloped, and yeah, it, it, like you said, it's it's the people are so welcoming, and I think a lot of people say when they touch down in Bali, they one they feel super welcome, but two they kind of have a, have a strange sense of being at home because mm. um, they don't feel they're in a foreign country, even though it's the culture is very different. It's yeah, it's incredibly welcoming and accessible um, and safe. And um, I kind of wish it was a bigger. I think a lot of people there wish it was a bigger kept secret than it is. <laughs> A lot of people know about it, but it's yeah, and they know about it for good reasons. It's 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 magic, um, and yeah, I mean, I've spent I've spent probably the last um, eight years. I've probably been there for five or six years in total. And you, the longer you're there, the more you realise you're you're just scratching the surface of the of the culture, and um, and and it's got this feeling where you you come to Bali and you feel things are possible. You know, you can you can you can invent an ultramarathon, you can create a swim run, you can just do things that, you know, you just wouldn't necessarily think of doing so much if you're in a kind of nine to five back home or, or, um, you know, doing, doing a corporate job or something like that. So it's got a special, special feeling to it. Love it. I love it. So why why don't you walk us through, so this is a multi-day event. Um, Share with us kind of like what the what the itinerary looks like. Let's say someone's listening to this and they're like, I'm looking at flights right now. I want to go. I want to jump off a catamaran. Yeah. <laughs> and anytime you can jump off a catamaran, <laughs> recommend it. So, yeah, so um, people normally fly into Bali mainland. Um, and then what our team members are doing is they're getting a we'll, – we'll meet them at the, at the um, port – one of the ports in Bali, there are fast boats that take people to Lumbongan. It's about a 30-minute mm. ride by fast boat. Um, so you can have a couple of nights on Bali, um, come meet us at the port. We'll bring you over on the fast boat to Lumbongan. Um, and then day one of the event, or well, the event starts on day one, which is the afternoon of um, Wednesday, the 27th of September. Um, I have a welcome reception for the team. Um, accommodations included in, in the event. Everyone's kind of really close together just by this beautiful little beach resort. Um, so we have a, a team dinner that night, um, welcome reception, um, and then all the kind of team breakfasts and, and meals are at, at this beach club. Um, day two, we have breakfast, then we visit the community recycling centre and, and the schools that we've supported with the fundraising. Um, uh, evening of day two, again, there's a dinner and uh, race briefing, safety briefing, um, the race starts <clears throat> about 7am on the morning of day three, um, is over by midday of day three and there's a lunch and a medal ceremony and, and, um, podium, you know, handing out trophies, etc. And then, um, then we always have a big party on the night of day three in a, in a private villa, oh. um, always gets quite, <laughs> always just gets a lot of letting off of steam, put it that way. And, um, <laughs> And then everyone's everyone's best buddies best buddies by then, and then yeah, breakfast on day four, and then fast boats back to the mainland. Um, some people stay on the island a bit longer. Some people stay on Bali a bit longer. Um, a lot of Australians coming, so that's the itinerary. 
Um, and yeah, we we want to do something that really supports everybody to have that connection and just can arrive at the same time and share the, share the whole experience. So, yeah. Um, do do people come with? I mean, this, you probably see where this question You're, is coming from. Are you leading the witness, Chris? Um, <laughs> I am leading the witness. Um, is it? Uh, do you, people come with their families? Uh, yes, yeah, some absolutely. Some do. Um, some bring racing partners. Some bring non-racing partners. Um, some bring kids. Uh, there are some villa, up, you know, villa upgrade options, so people can grab a small villa for the event if they want. Um, totally. And yeah, we always try and because the event's pretty small. We yeah, we always try and you know, if someone's kid wants to be in the support crew and be on one of the energy stations or you know be at the start line or the finish line, we really try and make that super accessible. So yeah, that's cool. Um, and then I. Th- I think, hope, I think Annika Erickson might be coming back. We're just confirming on that. Um, but she was thinking of bringing her family over, her kids over. And um, so, yeah, we, we love it when that happens. And uh, it's, hope, you know, I think for people bringing partners or, or kids as well, it's probably a really good component of a longer holiday on Bali, especially if we're coming from a long way. It's, you know, come for two weeks. Have some time yeah. either side just to, to explore Bali and and um, especially if it's a long if it's a long flight. So, yeah, and, and the weather's a lot nicer. You don't need all so much neoprene to carry with you on on the <laughs> flight. You just uh, bring your trunks or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Bring a really light tri suit or something like that, and um, you're good to go. Um, yeah, and I think yeah, it's I think we'll have people coming fr- from the expat community too. So you know, there's if you want to plug into people who live on Bali full time and, and, you know, get their insights and what it's like to live there and, and hang out there, there's no one better. Really. You'll just automatically meet people and get a really good under the skin kind of experience rather than just a kind of standard tour, tourist experience. I always worry about people coming to Bali for just, just a short time without meeting too many people that live there or, or the, or the local community because they'll miss out on, you know, they'll miss out on stuff. They're just in, a luxury hotel for two weeks. So this is a really good way to get under the skin of the island and just understand it a bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, take part in a yeah, Southeast the- Asian original swim run, as I like to, as I like oh, to yeah. say. <clears throat> no better way to explore a new place. I mean, I know when, when Chris and I, one thing that that we really like doing is when we're out of these new places is just going even for, for a little run around town and, and just checking out what the places are. So what a, what a cool way to experience a, a brand new area that you've been to than doing a swim run on it <laughs> and swimming so across the different swim. islands. Yeah. So true, isn't it? I think just physically <clears throat> exerting yourself on the, on the land and in the water gives you a different, it just yeah. physically connects you, doesn't it? Rather than just being on a sun lounger or in a tour bus or something. So yeah, I was just going to say a uh, double decker open air tour bus. Those are nice, <laughs> yeah. but not the same as, you know, running <laughs> through it. Yeah. Exactly. So, so, so Southeast Asia's original swim run, I think you, you can, you can totally own that. Um, I don't know of any other race that's happening there. And I scour Instagram for, for any <laughs> mention of races all over the world. Um, what, what, does the future hold for this event obviously it's coming back for the first time do you have plans for growing it doing other events what you know give us a little inkling into what the next few years look like for you yeah it's a really it's a really great question um and after after five years on the project it's been it's kind of you've got to keep evolving haven't you so 
So the, the project started with, with the ultramarathon, which um, mm-hmm. is happening again this May for the fourth time, which is, yeah, a beautiful event over seven days with the same concept with the race, with the run in the middle on nice. the weekend and then three days either side. Um, yeah, I'd love to. I mean, like you said, Indonesia's got, got 17,000 islands. So, so, yeah, it's kind of like, well, if you, you know, there's so many opportunities to develop other races. I think, you know, I think the um, constraint is, is the is the time it takes to des, you know find the best location, design yeah. the race, and and build the community around it. So um, I'm hoping just to you know thinking long term. You know, I love this race to be around in in 10, 15, 20 years. So just still putting down the foundations, to be honest. Just still trying to mm-hmm. make the Barney Hapesman run the best event it can be, um, give people the best experience possible, and then and then see how that evolves. We've, we've got this amazing community in, in Australia now um, based on the kind of, in inverted commas, cult that's, that forms around the Bali Hope Ultra. It's just there's such amazing people that have come several times to the Ultra. Um, some of them have been coming to the swim run too. So it's just building out that community in terms of its depth and its, its kind of size and, um, you know, listening to them and, and, designing things that build community and make a difference on a human scale. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I'd love to do more. I did actually, one of the team members of the original Bali Hope Ultra, his, um, he very sadly lost a family member in the Christchurch shootings. So we, we organized a, an ultra marathon in Christchurch, New Zealand to fundraise for the Red Cross in, in that country as a response to that and you know that was a really cool thing to do it just i think it's just making sure all the events you do are sustainable because they they get the first time you do something takes hundreds of hours and then every time you do it afterwards takes you know you yeah. can you've got something to build on so it's just it's just building slowly i think um we did a we organized an ultra triathlon during lockdown just for for expats on the island which was fun um, but yeah, it's, you know, I think, I, I think still putting down foundations and, and the auto law model of 17 years is, is, you know, is, is a guide to how long it takes to, to build, yeah, I think. For sure. Um, it just, ta- it just takes time and consistent. I guess like, like your, your guys, brilliant advice on, on training, all the really good, um, shows you do on, on how to train. It's just, it's consistency and, and building, year on year isn't it to get to the level you want to get to so we're still early i'm I'm still learning it's still early days so um just try and make each event better than the last i think is is the key nice i mean that seems like a very grounded approach to it and i think um you know when people reach out to us they're like oh we want to put on a swim run we're a triathlete company and it's just like yeah we're already putting on a triathlon so let's just put up some cones and some transitions and get some, some, some of the swim run money that's, that's around. Um, those races don't seem to, to be as successful or as interesting for people. I think it's the, you know, the approach that you're bringing to it is, is such a swim run approach. Yeah. Um, you know, if we're going to be, keep talking about this cult, it's very, it's very, it's very aligned, <laughs> aligned with, with their cult values of, you know, racing in interesting places, having a commitment to leaving it better than we found it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and having these, these shared experiences, which 
in our experience, every storm run we've done, the community vibe has been the same. And I think uh, I would wager that the the vibe at Bali Hope would be exactly the same as we've seen in Sweden or U.S. or, mm-hmm. you know, all, all the places that we've raced, which is just Sweden and the U.S. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's really cool. So I guess that's less of a question and more of a comment. And, you know, curious what you think about it in terms of um, the scene in Southeast Asia, Australia. I mean, that's really, there's more storm runs popping up in that region. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, what do you, do you see the sport continuing to grow? I mean, I think with, with Australia right next door to Bali, um, Australians are amazing in their, in their appetite and, and um, in their appetite for endurance events. I mean, it's being a Brit where we're not so naturally athletic as, as the Aussies. It's, it's amazing to see, yeah, that whole the community in Australia around endurance is, is amazing. And um, I think I'm sure Australia is building out more events and I'm sure they'll be really, really successful. There's the, there's the Rotness Swim Run, which I've heard really good things about. Um, so obviously Bali is a really popular destination for Australians, especially Western Australians from Perth. So, um, you know, I think <clears throat> I've got no doubt that Aussies are going to only get more into what, into more into endurance sport and, and the sport's going to grow. Um, I think, you know, I think, I do think there's, you know, I think it takes time for people to understand what the sport is and experience it. And, and, and for that, for those roots to be put down and for the, for the thing to really thrive, I just think it takes time, doesn't it? And, um, I, and I think part of the success of of the sport seems to be just, how inspiring um, what Michael and Matt did with Otelo. It's just, you know, it's just a, it just evolved organically. It obviously caught people's imagination. People just absolutely loved it. And and so, you know, the more people experience it, the better, you know, the better for the sport. Um, it's hard. I think it just takes time, isn't it? I think, um, and the same with events. I think, you know, it, it takes an event probably three iterations to be mm. commercially sustainable. Um, you know, I think you have to go into it with, look, I'm, I'm in, I'm in this for the long haul. I really want to create something that's going to last. And then you just have to put the work in. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully there's that depth of community that, that can, you know, that builds in Australia and and Australasia and Southeast Asia, because there's amazing locations for it. I'm sure Thailand would be fantastic for a swim run as well. So I'm not sure if there is, is one there yet, but it should be. I feel like I might have seen something in Thailand, but I'm not 100% sure. I don't know. Yeah. We there's, see a lot of there's stuff. There's one in Japan. Um, Japan actually has a pretty good We think that there's community. one in Hong Kong area, but not sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's there's definitely... It's funny because, you know, we, we love the sport and we think it's great and all that stuff, but it's such a small piece of kind of the endurance mm-hmm. landscape. It's... It's really just from a percentage perspective, it's probably completely just negligible, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably in like the one, one and a half percent of, of endurance events would be swim runs, if, if that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think when you, that the attitude that you're bringing to it is, is one of the things we love about swim run and yeah. what we find in a lot of race directors. It's like you're going in for the right reasons. You're not, this isn't sort of like a, a way to monetize on the hottest new thing hitting the hitting the endurance landscape because 
most people don't know it exists. So, um, so, yeah, so I, think, I, I think that's really great. I, and, yeah, and it's it's definitely not a quick buck. I mean, you've got to be in it. <laughs> yeah, no. you, you love it. It's um, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's um, if you can build an event that people love, then it be- and it becomes you know a sustainable project, then fantastic. But yeah, that that, that probably won't happen unless you're super, unless you're incredibly lucky for three to four years. I you know three to four iterations until you built up the the word of mouth and, and people knowing about it. That's the that's the hardest bit. Um, so yeah, I totally agree. I, and I, and I suppose those events just, they just won't stick around because the organizer won't have the appetite for it. Um, yeah, all the the bank account for it. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Um, so, so let's talk a little about, so COVID obviously the race didn't happen. Um, did you have any fears that it wasn't going to come back? I was, I mean, no, well, not really. I mean, I was like, this is going to happen. I mean, I've still got the memories from the last time it happened was, was December 2019. And mm-hmm. I've got such good memories of that. And that was the, that was the second one I, I did. And I was like, okay, all the work from the first one paid off. The second one was yeah. definitely better. I can't. Mm-hmm. And after that, I was really excited to do to do 2020. And then obviously COVID got in the way of that. But no, I was desperate to do it again. Um, nice. But so, yeah, it's just just... You know, it's just choosing the time, and obviously, we've got different stakeholders. We've got the community on the community on the islands, making sure they're happy for us to come back, and and um, our charity partners that we fundraise for. Um, you know, getting aligned with them, and and yeah, quite a lot of moving parts in our event because we do have the impact element. But <clears throat> no, I was desperate to do it again, and my, I guess my personal situation has been weird since COVID because. Um, Basically, basically being a nomad, my partner quit her job as a teacher just before COVID came. So we entered COVID with my business, with my you know Bali Hope project kind of in pause, and then she was out of work. So um, it's been a journey to keep the project going and then bring it back. And then we brought we brought the ultra back last May, sorry, last September, which was amazing. We had the best week ever, and um, and then it was like, okay, brilliant. We've got another ultra this May, and then the, and then right, let's do the swim run again. And so, no, it's I didn't have any fears about it not coming back. It's just been a bit of a a bit of a journey just to yeah. kind of get through. Sure. I mean, most I'm sure the Otilla guys said the same, or any event organizer. It's just been, I mean, it's been it's been it's just your business just gets closed down basically. So you just have to, yeah, um, you have to suck it up, and then hold your breath and it's hey that looking back on, on the pandemic now it's like at times it's like is this ever gonna you know are they ever gonna let us out again so so um yeah so it was um and then it was and then even actually last september it was like hang on are they gonna reintroduce the lockdown and all this kind of stuff so no there was no fear about not bringing it back it was more just when and being able to keep the lights on until right until yeah. we could so um but it seems like we're on, we're on the other side of that one. So, so roll on more, um, more events. And I think everybody's got, like I said, much, you know, everybody wants it more because we've, you know, we've realized how important the connection is and the, and the, you know, activity is. And the, it's just, I just, yeah, I just find the connection side of it is more and more important because we've just all been a bit more isolated, haven't we, from, from COVID. Yeah. So, um, without going too, too into a, 
yeah. self-help talk. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we here for for that, we're here for it. We're here for it. Yeah. Well, 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 Tom, I mean, we always put our, our bucket list for events is very long. Bottomless. And I think we need to come up with a new sort of hierarchy for a bucket list. So maybe there's like platinum, platinum, platinum bucket, platinum level. bucket. Okay. Um, and this one's right at the top. I mean, the way you described this event, the adventure of it all, um, the tourist and sort of community element. I mean, it just sounds it just sounds awesome. So and this isn't sponsored content. This is honestly how I feel <laughs> about it. Um, so thank you so much for taking the time and sharing with us about Bali Hope Swim Run. Um, we'll definitely try to get as many people to, to go there as possible, including ourselves, if we can swing it. Um, but yeah, yeah, thank you so much. Really appreciate you. So good to talk to you. Love, love what you guys have done with your community and promoting the sport and everything around it. So no, real pleasure to connect. And I'll keep my fingers crossed to get you guys over. If there's anything I can do to support getting you to there, I'd love it because you've obviously given a huge amount to the community. So any chance to give back, to people like you is a is a pleasure so yeah i'll just put you I'll in touch with my wife <laughs> yeah chat her up a little bit but uh head on over to bali-hope.com if you want more info there b-a-l-i-hope.com and find out about the endurance uh ultra marathon as well as the bali hope swim run that we've heard so much about seems like a great time awesome so. thanks so much yeah thanks again tom Pleasure. Cheers. Cheers. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review since that's the best way to help other people discover the show and the support of Swim Run. Sign up for a newsletter at lowtideboys.com. That's boys with a Z. And check out our meme page at the Low Tide Boys on Instagram. If you have any suggestions for the show or questions for us, send us a DM or an email at lowtideboys at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Riding Easy Records for our show music and, of course, our wives for their support and tolerance of all our swim run activities, podcast, and other stuff. Yeah, other stuff. Other way stuff. To, way to keep it PG. Finally, you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. Go for a run. Then another swim. Then another run. And then another swim. And then another run. And then just keep going. Until you're done. Until you're done. Or maybe can't stop stop. all stuff. (laughs) 